Sometimes you gotta go back to actually move forward. I don't mean all the way back to dental school. Let's face it, that was an awful experience. But when it's all said and done, you still have questions. That's what Paul and Justin are here for. To answer your questions as your dental business mentors. Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of Dental Business Mentors. I am your dental business mentor, Dr. Paul Etchison, and we are here with your other dental business mentor, Dr. Justin Bullar. And we got a uh, an exciting question today. I, I love doing these questions with Justin. This is just as beneficial for me as it is for you all because I just love hearing what Justin says. So like, what, what do we got, Justin? What's the question for today? So if you work at a practice that has an office manager or a lead, depends on the terminology you use. Maybe you have a clinical lead. Maybe you have a hygiene lead. Maybe you have a, a administrative lead. I don't know. Depends on your size or whatever. But if you have a lead, somebody who is in charge of other people and processes, how do you empower them to do well in their role? Yeah. And that's a good question because a lot of people want leads before their team is really big enough to have leads. But I think there can always be somebody that's some sort of leader. You know, you don't have to have like, if you only have two assistants, you don't want to make one the lead and then the other one's the not the lead, but you can have leaders in your practice. And I think that's the whole point of this is that through my practice evolution, and I've mentioned this to you, Justin, is that I have always thought, man, I'm barely doing anything. This is great. I'm barely doing anything. And then as I do less and less and less, I realize in retrospect, I was still doing quite a bit. And for me with my leads, I've had leads maybe four, five years established. I'm trying to think when we first established leads. And this was once we got to a size about 20 people, I think, if I'm remembering right. I wasn't that clear about what I wanted them to do initially. It was just, I just wanted to have everybody stop coming to me with your problems and go to them and then they'll bring me the problems. I don't have to communicate with so many people because it was communication was becoming a challenge, but I never really got clear about how I wanted them to like build up and empower people. I never got clear that I wanted them to like meet with people and, and appreciate them and, and do the things like make them feel good about their jobs. Make sure you're addressing all their issues. It's just like, I didn't know. I didn't know what I didn't know. So if the question is how do I empower my leads and, and get out of the way? I think the biggest thing for me and not that everyone should do this, but I partnered up with a DSO and I kind of sold some equity and it was a little easier for me to relinquish that control and step back. That was the big part for me, but that wasn't the mechanics that was necessary. The mechanics that was necessary is, was the trust. I had to be clear with this is what I want from you. This is what I want you to do. And we piloted it and we course adjusted. We had conversations and we're in a really sweet spot right now. But what was missing that is is present now was I just couldn't let go of that control. I wanted my nose and every little thing that was happening at the practice. And I finally just said, this is burning me out. I can't keep doing it. I've got to relinquish control. I got to stop. I got to, I got to get out of everything. Sometimes like my assistant lead, she'll say to me, I'm like, Oh, how, how's things? What What's going on? She's like, Oh, there's some stuff going on. She's like, yeah, I don't have to bother you with it. I got it all taken care of. And I'm like, okay, cool. And she's like, do you want to know about it? I'm like, no, no, I don't. Part of me, but deep down I do. I want to know what's going on. I want to get involved, but I have to resist that urge because if I want to give these people autonomy and I want them to run and manage and lead and they're great at it, I got a great leadership team at my practice. I got to get out of the way and just let them do it. I can't keep handholding, not that handholding was necessary. I can't keep sticking my nose in everything. I've got to back off. So 
to empower your lead, you got to have the right person, first of all, but it's also you have to tell them what you want and you have to just get out of the way. And easier said than done. If you had asked me two years ago, did I get out of the way? I'd be like, yeah, I'm way out of the way. I don't, I wasn't out of the way. I was still very much involved in every little thing. And I really like where my practice is now because of my leads. They make my life amazing. So Justin, you've done this on a whole nother scale, like as a multi-practice owner, living afar, not even living in the same country as your practices for a while. You had to really trust your leads. So like, what was, what's your <laughs> yeah. advice on empowering your leads and getting out of the way? So if you look at it from the idea of one practice or you know 100, the principles are the same in terms of how to empower a lead. It doesn't matter how many practices you have per se. So that's the nice thing. It's, the, it's universal advice. So if you're sitting here listening and you don't have multiple practices, it doesn't matter. It's the same concepts, same principles. The first thing, you've touched on all the good stuff already. So definitely take notes for the stuff Paul's talked about already. But a couple of points that come to mind, the person who's going to be empowered is the person who feels ownership over their role. And they are the type of individual that does not need to be micromanaged once they understand the task, what needs to be done, why it needs to be done, how it's going to be done, and the how they can sometimes figure out for you, right? Because they've already got better ideas sometimes. So that's important. And I know that's like things you may have heard before. It's overly simplistic, but that's the reality. Like Paul said, you need the right person, which is a person who's intrinsically motivated and somebody who actually wants to own that role. You can't have somebody as a lead who's an ineffective communicator, for example. You can't have somebody as a lead who requires micromanagement, like somebody you have to follow up with on a regular basis in order to ensure they've done what they've done. You got to do that with everybody, but you shouldn't have to do it or go home wondering on your drive home, have they done this? If you're thinking that constantly, then it's not the right person, right? Like you should have some peace knowing that they have these basic qualities of organization, good communication, and the ability to actually get the stuff done that they say they're going to get done. Like, is how you're going to sleep at night. So that's that person. And it can take time to find that person. Sometimes that person already is in your office. They're just wearing a different hat. They might be a hygienist right now. They don't want to do that anymore. They might be an RDA or, you know, maybe a, answering the phones and doing some of the administrative work. I don't know. But they could be there. So you can look there if you don't have one and you want to trade them up. But how do you empower them? Give them ownership in the sense that, here is what we want to see you own, lead. Here's how we will measure the results of it so we can give you feedback. And then you get out of the way and you let them do it. And it doesn't take more than 90 days, in my opinion, oftentimes less to figure out, like, does this person have the potential or not? Can they actually do this or am I going to be micromanaging them? The second part of it is, like, you got to know your own strengths and weaknesses and you actually have to be real with yourself on, do you even understand what needs to be done? You might have just heard your buddies or, or looked up some Facebook website, some dental group, and there's all this great advice. And then you go back and you think you're an expert on the topic now. But it's kind of like the blind leading the blind, right? Like, do you actually even know anything about implementing an operational system in your practice? Do you understand how AR works? Like, yeah, you want it to improve. But it's mostly the blind leading the blind. It's the, you know, this is what we need to do. This is how we need to do it. And so I think it's important for you to be aware of what you don't know. Like I'm getting way better now. I'm fine being vulnerable now, expressing my insecurities, my weaknesses, 
because I have a track record of results and I know that what got me there is actually getting out of my own way. So I'm happy to continue to put myself in that position because when I do, it actually brings me more progress and growth. It's not the opposite, right? Like admitting what I suck at has actually been liberating. You know, it's like being able to speak your mind all the time and not caring about the consequences, right? And so I think it's important to be honest with the team members. You know, you need to know what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, so you can find that right person. What I'm doing with this is where I'm going with this is once you have that individual there, you may need to move out of the way completely and pay to have somebody educate this person. You know, you may need an AR expert to come in and actually consult with them and do this for a month. And then finally, they're ready to go in that you document the systems, the processes. This may not be something you can just put someone in charge of. Right. And so I think it's it's important to to recognize that at risk of maybe being offensive, it's like. We all, I feel like one of the things that with a lot of coaching clients, with a lot of folks, and I was guilty of this too, it's like you want to have the answer because you're smart and you're disciplined and you got through a lot in your life and, you know, your team oftentimes relies on you. So you want to be the person who's like, like oh, great question. So, you know, here, here's the answer. But I mean, we got to get better at being like, that's a great question. I actually have no clue. I have some ideas because I've read a little bit on the topic, but let's find an expert. Can you do some research on some companies out there that have done this well and done it for, you know, X period of time? Go to these Facebook groups and post and see if anybody has any experience with them. Then together, you and I can interview these folks and see if they're the right fit for the practice. And if they are, you learn from them and you apply the information, right? That kind of idea. You don't try to have all the answers to everything. I mean, because if you do that, then it's not going to work out for you. Yeah. It's true, man. That's really it, man, is stop talking and uh, go find the experts to to help you empower this person so that they can level this person up. And if you have the skills to do it yourself, then just carve out the time. It's always those two things. It's like, I don't know what to do, so I can't empower my team member. Or I do know what to do, but who has the time? I'm tired of micromanaging. I'm doing everything else. So wherever you fall on that spectrum, just figure that out and take the next appropriate action steps. But you know what I like about what you said is that I think a lot of people listening just heard you say, hey, but I, I don't know, but go go find some companies that did it well, research them, and we'll look at them together. I'm hoping a lot of people are just like, huh, I would have never responded in that manner. I would have been like, oh, let me see what I could find out. Or, uh, yeah, totally. I'll, I'll do it. No, you ask for the help. Like, hey, can you figure this out? Can you do it? Well, that's part of ownership, right? It's saying it's not just my problem. This is our problem. Yeah, that's a good point. That's yeah. really what it is. And it's saying, I trust you to go out and also find a solution. And you're also training someone to be like, hey, I don't have all the answers. So don't come to me. Maybe do a little homework in the beginning. And so most of the time, if if you have team members bringing things to you, hopefully they've come to you with some solutions. But I, here's, a, here's the last point again is though, chapter 10 of my, my book is be the dumbest guy in the room, right? Always be the dumbest guy in the room. That's my favorite chapter. Yeah. And I, I wrote that chapter at a point in my life where I started behaving that way. But prior to that, I wanted to be the smartest guy in the room. I wanted to be a know-it-all because it gave me security. It reduced my anxiety, which I feel every day about like, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the right day? Is this going to fail? Is it going to work? What the hell's going on? It would reduce my anxiety, that and just being busy. If I was busy, I wasn't focused on the things I should have been, but I was busy. That helped me reduce my anxiety. You know, having an answer to something, ah, oh, deep breath. I know what I'm doing now. But really it was like, no, that's, that's not what I need here. I need someone who's, who knows a lot more about this topic than I do. I can sit there and nod my head because I understand what they're talking about because I have some working knowledge, but they're the experts. Go find the expert. That's one thing I try to do all the time now is just look for the expert, man. Who cares what everybody else has to say? 
doesn't matter what your buddies have to say. It's irrelevant. Like how are they going to help you solve a problem they're suffering with uh, as well in the current moment? So true, man. Awesome. Well, uh, you know, send your questions, info at dentalbusinessmentor.com and check out www.dentalbusinessmentor.com for more videos, more content for me and Justin. We will talk to you next time.